message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Did you come with your Bibles this morning? Let's go into the Word. We will be blessed this morning. We will be blessed. Glory to God Almighty. If you have your Bibles, open with me to Philippians chapter 2. I'll read from verse 2 to 4. For that one, I'll be reading the easy to read version. Easy to read version. A lot of us don't have it. The media should be able to help us with it. And then I'll be reading Ephesians 22 all the way to 33. And I'll be reading the Amplified Classic. And so today, I'm staying away from New King James just to emphasize certain things. Praise the Lord. The first one will be the ERV, easy to read version. The second one will be the Amplified Classic. If you are there, say, I am there. If you are not there yet, say, wait for me. And so, for the sake of the visitors, we are continuing with our series on marriage and the family. Marriage and the family. And we told you from the very first day that though this series is targeted, designed for couples, married couples, but this series inbuilt is to bless every single and to bless those who are dating but not yet married. So every single man, woman, under the sound of my voice, there is a blessing here for you. There are lessons here for you. There are warnings here for you. And for all the married people, there are blessings here for us. There are corrections here for us to take. There are some instructions for us to carry out. So today we are continuing marriage and family for roles and responsibilities. Roles and responsibilities. Philippians 2.2, easy to read. Think about what we have in Christ. Think about what we have in Christ. The encouragement he has brought us. The comfort of his love. Our sharing in his spirit. And the mercy and kindness he has shown us. If you enjoy these blessings, then do what will make my joy complete. Number one, agree with each other. And show your love for each other. Be united in your goals and in the way you think. Verse 3. In whatever you do, don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble and honor others more than yourself. Verse 4. Don't be interested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others too. Somebody say amen. amen. I feel like reading it again, but that time is not friendly. Agree with each other. Show your love for each other. Be united in your goals and in the way you think. In whatever you do, don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble. Honor others more than yourself. Don't be interested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others too. Ephesians 5.22, Amplified Classic. Be subject to one another 
out of reverence for Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Be subject one to another out of reverence. Now, let me start from here. There's a reason I went backwards here by one verse. This whole chapter is talking about pure, proper Christian living. And so it talks about different things that Christians should do. And then he began to say, as Christians who are in the body of Christ, be subject to each other. That means in the body of Christ, nobody is superior to another person. Be subject. The same thing there means be submissive to one another in the body. So in the body of Christ, there is no superstar. We are all superstars. And it says to be subject to one another. But suddenly, he left the society, he left the body and came home to a marriage covenant. Are you with me now? So from verse 22, he now says, Wives, be subject, be submissive and adapt yourself. Be submissive and adapt yourself to your own husbands. Not to every man. No, to your own husbands. As a service to the Lord. As a service to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife. As Christ is head of the church. Himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject or submissive to Christ, so also wives should be subject to their own husbands in everything, in everything, respecting both their position as protector and their responsibility to God as head of the house. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives. Husbands, love your wives. Seek the highest good for her and surround her with a caring, unselfish love. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify the church, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word of God, so that in turn he might present the church to himself in a glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she will be holy, set apart for God and blameless. Even so, husbands should and are morally obligated to love their own wives, as being in a sense their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own body, but instead he nourishes and protects and cherishes it. Just as Christ does the church. Because we are members, parts of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined and be faithfully devoted to his wife. And the two shall become one. This mystery of two becoming one is very great. But I'm speaking with reference to the relationship of Christ and the church. However, each man among you without exception is to love his wife as his very own self with behavior worthy of respect and esteem, always seeking the best for her with an attitude of loving kindness. And the wife must see to it that she respects and delights in her husband 
that she notices him and prefers him and treats him with loving concern, treasuring him, honoring him, and holding him dear. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you take these words and break it. Make it simple for all of us to understand. We bind the forces of hell that comes to steal the world. This world will not be stolen. This is our world. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I went around looking for all the versions that will say what we want to say today. And this place captures all of it. And so even if I'm not able to say anything again, because the time is already far gone, you go again home and listen and read this place. The first part is the ERV, the Philippians, and the Ephesians is Amplified Classic. Roles and responsibilities in marriage. God in his wisdom, God in his wisdom, just as he has done in the church where we have hierarchy, also in the home has designed a system of hierarchy. Okay, the fan is disturbing me. God in his wisdom, just as he did in the society, also in the home, put up what we call a system of hierarchy. The husband and wife, in essence, are equal. But in hierarchy, they are different because they need to be order and decency. And so in every Christian home, God designed that the man should be the head. The head. And then the wife, next. And then children, next. And then the household, next. And so for the family, the godly family, is God, who is the head of Jesus, Jesus the head of man, and then man the head of the woman. And something Pastor Sarah will always say in this church, let me repeat her, until this Bible is changed, until this Bible is rewritten, we will do well to honor what is written in it. I beg the women, you have always thought that you are disadvantaged. You are not. You are not. You are not. God is all wise. God is all wise. God did not create man or woman to be at a disadvantage point. He gave all of us the advantage. And you will see as God helps us. And so the hierarchy of the home is God over Jesus. Jesus over the man. The man over the wife. And the wife and the husband over the children. That is how it is. And so roles and responsibility. What are the roles and the responsibilities of a husband and a wife in a home? When we say role, what do we mean? A role is the part you play in a situation. The part you play. The part you play is a role. What is a responsibility? The responsibility is what is required of you as a result of the role that you play. Is that simple? Let me stay away from my note because... A role is the part that you play in a certain situation. The responsibility is what is required of you because of the role you play. So you can be the role of a husband. The responsibility is what you are supposed to do as a husband, what is required of you. And so we'll look at it quickly. We'll begin with the husband. We'll begin with the husband. But before I go 
into husband and wife, I want you to know that every couple, every marriage has a responsibility to God, responsibility to each other, responsibility to the society, responsibility to the children. Every marriage, you are not existing in an island. Every marriage has a responsibility to God, to the society, to your children, and to each other. So what are the roles and the responsibilities of a husband in a marriage? Number one is that the husband is supposed to be the head. God made the husband the head of the wife and by implication the head of the home. Ephesians 5.23, 1 Corinthians 11.3 clearly says it. The man is the head of the wife. That's his first role and responsibility, to be the head. There is an old meaning of husband that says it was taken from the root word, two root word, house bond. House bond, which means the husband is the glue in the family. He's supposed to glue the family together. He's the one that is supposed to hold the family together. Uh, I, I don't know if there are engineers here. After the foundation, those things you do to tie things together, the husband is the glue in the family. The husband is a powerful, powerful variable in the marriage. The husband is the glue. And so he's the head. He's not just the head. He becomes a father as God begins to bless the family. He becomes a father. What is father? Abba. What is Abba? Source. What is source? Sustainer. So the husband is the head, the source, and the sustainer of the family. Don't be afraid, husbands, because there is grace for us. There is grace for us. So the husband is the head. He's the husband. He's the manager. The manager of the family. The manager of the home. The husband is the head. Ephesians 5.23, 1 Corinthians 11.3. And so as the head, he receives instructions from the body and then processes the instructions, initiates actions, and then leads. What did I say first? Receive instructions from the... So the husband is not just a lonely dictator who just gets up and does things. He receives instructions from the body, processes it. Are you getting it? initiate actions, and then lead the family. He's a thinker. He's a planner. He's an initiator, and then he leads. So the first role of the husband is to be head. Is to be head. And when a man refuses to take the place of headship, because nature abhors vacuum, the woman will now be tempted to go and become head, and then crisis will come. Crisis will come. God made the man the head. And that is why for singles, before you say, yes, I do, are you willing for this man to be your head? If you are not willing, don't go into it. Are you willing? Is this the type of man you want as a head? If you don't want him as a head, don't go into it. The man is the head. Number two, the man loves his wife. It's his responsibility to love his wife. To love his wife is not a suggestion. It's not. It was not a recommendation. It was a commandment. Husband, love your 
wife. How much as Christ loves the church? Women think they have a responsibility. You don't have any responsibility. Do you know what it means to command somebody to love somebody as Christ loves the church? That he was willing to give up his life for the church. So every husband is committed and commanded by God to love his wife as Christ. In case you say, I don't know how to love, don't worry. Just look at how Christ loved the church. He suffered for the church. He died for the church. And he did it joyfully. So as a husband, you are not doing anything too much. You don't wait for us to clap for you because you are suffering for your wife. You have not done anything super. You have not done anything super. We rush to go and look for accolades. I've done this, I've done this. It's your work. And so as a Christian, if you are not willing, ready to love a wife as Christ loved the church, you are not among those that should marry. Don't bother marrying. These are not suggestions. And they are not recommendations. They are commandments. And so if you are the kind of man who says, me, I can't sacrifice for anybody. Yes. And that is why I began from the first day. God is not angry with singles. God loves the singles. Your being single does not make you inferior. God loves you and you have the same anointing, the same grace. But if you are not willing to do these things, don't bother. So you don't offend God and offend the church. The husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. This love is a self-giving love, not a taking love. It's a giving. You go into the marriage, what am I going to give this woman? Not what am I going to take? No, no, no. It's anti-covenant to go into marriage for both spouses, thinking of what you are going to get out. No, it's what you are going to put in. That must be your priority. What you are going to put in. Husband, love your wife. Love your wife. Number three, the husband is to wash the wife with the word of God. That means the husband is the priest, the teacher. Ephesians 5, 26. One major responsibility of every husband is to be the one who teach your wife the word of God. Teach your wife the word of God. So let me balance it. So we married. I'm the one that was a serious Christian before we married. So what should we do? It's not a problem. Now that the husband is hearing, rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Encourage him to rise up. Don't beat his head with complaints and nagging. Look at you, one scripture you don't know. Look at how Pastor Wilson is dropping scriptures. No, he's not Pastor Wilson. He's not Pastor Wilson. You should thank God that now he has started coming to church. Oh yes, he's coming to church now. Begin to thank God and pray for him. Don't beat him on the head. You don't even know one scripture. You can't even quote one scripture. Okay, where is Genesis? Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. He has started coming to church. Encourage him. But God is challenging us as men. We are to teach our wives the word of God. In teaching your wife the word of God, what are you doing? You are washing her with the word of God. And at the end of the day, all the spots and the wrinkles will be removed. So God is challenging us as husbands to become teachers of the word of God. And what should our wives do? Encourage us. Ah, honey, you are doing well. Oh. 
You mean, ah, that scripture came from you. Wow, you are doing well. You are doing well. You are doing well. Not up to now. You can't up to now. <laughs> up to now, you can't. Uh-uh, don't do that. Priest and teacher, washing your wife with the word of God. What is the responsibility of a husband? Number what? Provider. Provider. And in provider, I'll put a caveat. We're balancing it out. Primary provider, not sole provider. Primary provider, not sole provider. He is the primary provider, not the sole provider. That means he knows that his responsibility is to prepare, provide for his family. And I told you from the first day, there is no man that I know of that is happy not being able to provide for his family. Not a Christian man. Every man rejoices when they can, when they can provide abundance for their family. So a man is already under pressure when he is in a place where he can provide. He is the primary provider. But if for anything circumstances demand that he is not able to provide, the wife is the helper. She brings provision to. But bringing the provision does not make her head. The head is not a responsibility or determined by who provides. It was God, what God ordained. So the husband provides. First Timothy 5.8. If anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. The husband provides, the primary provider for accommodation, for house rent, for school fees, for everything that is needed in the house. He is the primary provider, not the sole provider. And every husband who knows God and wants to please God must do everything in your power to provide. Everything with your power within every legal righteous means. Do it. Husbands should not, must not, cannot be lazy. If it means dirtying your hands, if it means pulling your trousers and going to site to provide, it is dignity for a husband to provide. Husbands provide for their family. They provide, but they are not the sole provider. They are the primary provider. Husbands, when you provide for your wives and for the family, make provision for extras. As the Lord increases you. As the Lord increases you. When you give your wife house money, food money, all of those things, give her her personal pocket money. Give her her personal pocket money. And that money does not require retirement. But it is according to how God has blessed you. So wives, don't put him under pressure. According to how God has blessed you, give your wife her personal pocket money, no retirement. Don't, it's not your business what she does with that. She, let her use all to buy Sria one day. It's not a problem. But it's different 
from rice money, from cooking money, from electricity money, from whatever money you give to her. Her personal pocket money. Even if she's working. Don't worry, we'll balance it out. We'll balance it out. We'll balance it out. We'll balance it out. But remember, remember, as the Lord blesses you. So don't look at another family. <laughs> there was one time, there was one time I was, there's a certain amount I was giving my wife at that time. And then I was, this my friend was in my office. And then from his mouth, the thing, unconsciously, the thing just dropped. I give my wife this every month. I say, oh boy. <laughs> now the people, when they cause trouble for us with this one. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit say, no, no, no. It's according to as you are blessed. So you are not doing competition with anybody. Some people can give their wives a million naira every 30 days as her personal pocket money. That is where they are. If yours is 2,000, I want you to know that God honors you. God honors you. God honors you. So the man provides. The man provides. This pocket money, this pocket money and others is part of what I'm going to say later. The man, one of his responsibilities is to cherish and nourish the wife. And I said it earlier that cherish and nourish means to spoil your wife. To spoil your wife. You are supposed to be checking your wife's phone. When her phone is getting bad, you change it. When her shoes are becoming few, you add more. Every husband is supposed to have his wife's measurement. And every husband, and every husband is supposed to know the wife's favorite tailor. <laughs> Glory to God. But in order to honor God, while one husband is buying a lace of a million naira, where the other husband is, maybe will be an Ankara of 1,005. And God honors the man. So it's according to how God has blessed you. The husband cherishes and nourishes the wife Ephesians 5 29 the next one the husband is the protector of the wife and the family protector means to keep away within your power and capacity from harm and injury and so a husband every husband should be bothered about the security of your wife and your children every husband should be able to check that the doors are locked at night before they go to bed and keep instructing. As God empowers you, take your family to where you think is safe. Our ultimate security is in God. But he has given us wisdom to judge certain things. It's our responsibility. Every husband, you have little, little children. It is your responsibility to tell madam, remove breakable things and sharp objects. You are keeping the family away from harm. You are a husband. Your wife complains about the brakes of her car. Change it. Actually, if you have bought a car for your wife, once in a while, once in a while, this is my lesson, once in a while, two, two weeks, take that car and drive it yourself. 
they don't have anointing for car. <laughs> so don't trust them with the car. Take it, drive it, and check it. What are you doing? You are keeping them away from harm. If there are naked wires in the house, husband, don't delay to fix it. You are keeping your wife and your children away from harm. If she's walking in a dangerous place, go and transfer her. You are keeping her away from harm. You protect her even from herself. And then from her family. And from dangerous friends. And then remember, it is anti-covenant. After trying to protect her, you turn around and become the one that harms her. So the husband protects the wife. Oh boy. Oh boy. The husband praises the wife generously. It's part of your responsibility to shower praises on her. I don't know what my life would have become without you. Look at how you have blessed me. Look at how you have helped me. Let her hear it from your lips. Tell her how much you love her. I used to share this during weddings. During a funeral service, there was a man that refused to be pacified. I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. He kept shouting. He kept shouting. People would go and try to calm him down. After they thought he has calmed down and they left him, he would start again. I love my wife. I love my wife. And then suddenly something came out. He said, I almost told her. So he loves his wife. But he never told her. Tell your wife you love her. And while saying it, try and look at her eyes. The eyes are the windows to the soul. It will do something to you. Listen carefully. Even if you truly don't love her, keep saying it. No, 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 no. We are fixing things. We are fixing things. Abby Church, are we not fixing things? Good. Let us say, let us say that you don't love her, but you have married her. Keep saying it. And when you are saying it, say it as a service unto God and look at her eyes. The grace to love her will come upon you. Glory to God. Glory to God. So praise your wife generously. The Bible in Proverbs 20, 31, 30, 28 says, The husband rises and call her blessed. The husband also praises her. Praise your wife. Praise your wife. She's struggling with that traditional suit. Tell her, man, this is better than, than bioback. Kai, mommy, bioback should come and learn from you. Eat it with an anointing. And then, and then later you can now sit down and say, can we check some recipes? And, I mean, and, but just love her. Glory to God. Why? You are cherishing and nourishing her. And finally, the husband invokes blessings. Blessings. If you are a man, you need to learn to lay hands on your wife as often as possible. The anointing is on you, the head. Learn to lay hands on your wife. And as you lay hands on her, call her what you want her to become. The Bible says, after God says, everything was good, uncle. Everything was good. Everything was good. Everything was good. Then, he says, something was not good. Then he created the woman and brought. It was man that started naming her first. This is the flesh of my flesh. This is the bone of my bone. And so, learn to lay hands on your wife. 
and speak over her. God has made you the head. And wives, where she's doing it, receive it. Receive it. God gave him the office. Praise the Lord. As I round up with the husband, I want every husband here to know that even though you are the head of the wife and the head of the home, Christ is your head. To the degree that you yield to your own head, to that degree you will be effective as a husband. Somebody clap unto the Lord. To the degree that you yield to your own head, which is Jesus, the head of the church, to that degree you will be effective as a husband. What are the roles of the wife? If the man is the head, something tells us the wife is probably the neck and the body in the physical physiology of human beings. Is that okay? But let's say the wife is the heart, the blood circulation system. So the, heart, the wife is the thermostat of the family. The wife is the thermostat of the family. She regulates the temperature of the home. The wife has the anointing to make everybody happy and make the home very, very sad. So when you see men close from work, five o'clock, and at the bar by 12 midnight, the temperature at home is not conducive. That is the responsibility of the... If the wife does her job well, every man... Will, will not be able to wait for office to close before they run home. No more clapping, see? Uh -huh. They're not clapping again. So the wife is the thermostat. God has given women an awesome anointing that women are not even aware of. When that man told the wife, the media, let's appreciate our Pastor Kide and the media team. Awesome, 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 awesome. When, when the ogre of the agency said, go, find something around your husband that you can use to. So I told my wife, let him go and find the husband's momo button. So I turned back to my wife, I said, where is my momo button? <laughs> he said, he said you, you don't have momo button, you are a momo. <laughs> Any, any, anywhere I press, anywhere I press, I'll get what I want. <laughs> so, 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 so I wanted to get angry. Then I remember the prayer I prayed for myself. <laughs> during, my, during my bed, I said, I want to be a mumu for Jesus. <laughs> so, She's the thermostat. But what is her main work beginning? The wife is the helper. She is the helper. And when we say help, we cannot finish it. And the time is gone. Help means to aid. Help means to support. Help means to assist. God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will give to him a helper. So the wife is the helper of this head of the family. Let me say it categorically clear under God. There is no husband that will succeed as a Christian husband without the help of the wife. No husband. It's not possible. If it was possible, God would have left Adam like that. It's not possible. So the wife is called 
to help the husband be an effective head under God so that together as a family, the kingdom of God is honored and elevated. The wife is the helper. The wife is the helper. The wife is the helper. This helper has nothing suggesting that the wife is inferior. The wife and the husband are equal in essence, but God designed it for like this for decency and order. The wife is the helper that God brought to the husband. Wife, you are the helper. I want to hear every wife say, I am a helper. You are to aid. You are to support. You are to admire. You are to respect. And you are to give him everything he needs to be the head. So that together, that family will be a family that others will look at and say, that is a godly family. It is not possible without the help of the wife. The wife is the helper. How do you help this man? One major help is to love the man. The commitment we heard from Ephesians is, husband, love your wife. But when you now go to Titus, if you go to Titus, you will see something interesting there. You see something very, very interesting there. In Titus, the Bible says, let the older women be moderate. Let them be kind. Let them be nice. Let them stay from drinking. And then he said, let them teach younger women to love their husband. To be respectful to their husband. Yes, go to three. Let's go back to three. The older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderous, not giving to much wine, teachers of good things. So I asked the Lord, why did you start with old women? He said, yes, these old women, they have been in marriage for very long. Some of them can miss it. After many years in marriage, they begin to take the marriage for granted. So an, an, an instruction went back to them. Be reverent. Be reverent. Don't be slanderous. Stay away from wine. Be teachers of good things. Then he told them, the ones that are marrying young, this is what you do for them, verse 4. Teach them, admonish the young men to love their husband, to love their children, verse 5. To be discreet, to be chaste, to be homemakers, good, obedient to their own that the word of God may not be blasphemed. When a woman dis dis disobeys the husband, the word of God and the church is being blasphemed. We're not clapping again, she? When a woman disobeys the husband, let me give you the direct equation. It means the church is disobeying Jesus. It's like that. It's like that. Now, how about? We serve an all-wise God. He balanced out everything. Helper. In helping the man make his life easy, encourage him. Encourage him. Let me tell you, a thousand people can encourage a man from outside. If he doesn't get the encouragement of his wife at home, the man is still broken. Okay, I'll tell you a secret. Don't tell anybody. You see men, men, they carry buga outside. But truly, truly, they are the weakest inside. And they can be bruised easily by what their wife says to them or does to them. If I live here now and my wife says, what kind of preaching is that? That's it. Oh. The whole of this week, the, the whole of this week, I may not be able to eat again. But if she says, Kai, man, God used you today. I won't be, I won't be able to eat, but it's in the other, I'll just be floating. 
That's how we are made. That's how we are made. And we want our wives to know that. So in helping, encourage. Be a great encourager to your wife. Now, I said this before. I don't know how much to say it, and I cannot say it enough. One way to help your husband and wife is to give him access to enjoyable, fun-filled sex 24-7 as he wants. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You are not clapping. You are not clapping. Okay. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. We have checked. We have checked biologically. We have checked spiritually. We have checked scientifically. The way the man is wired, sex is not a want for him. Sex is a need. It's a need. It's a need. It's a need. And so, as a wife, ask God to give you grace to satisfy your own husband. Your own. Your own. Not another person. Your own. It's part of your helping ministry. Can I hear an amen from all the brothers? I'll do number two and then I'll just read the rest because the time is gone. Number two. So I said helper and then I said all the things that are in the help. Encouragement, good food, good sex, clean house, homemaker, all of that. Number two, wives be submissive to your own husband. And this is clear. He didn't say be submissive to men. No. You are not supposed to submit to men everywhere. You are supposed to submit to your own husband. To your own husband. What is submission? Listen carefully. Submission, according to the Amplified Bible, says to subordinate yourself or subordinate yourself, to bring yourself under, to make yourself secondary. To make yourself secondary. To bring yourself under. It means to depend on, but this is the one I like, Brother Caleb. It means to adapt yourself to the man. This is how I was raised. This is what I believe. This is this, this is this, this is this, this is this. But now you have married this. Submissions means you study him, then you adapt yourself to fit him. God said it, not me. To fit him. No competition for headship. In the Christian family, there is one head. He is the man. If they become two heads, it's a monstrous family. Only monsters have two heads. Every correct organism has one head. For the Christian family, God decided that the man should be the head. Later, when we get there, we will know the reason. But this is what the Bible says for now. I'll read this scripture, and I'm reading 1 Peter 3, and I'll read the Amplified again from verse 1. In like manner, in like manner, you married women, be submissive to your own husbands. Subordinate yourself as being secondary to, and dependent on them, and adapt yourselves to them. So that even if any do not obey the word of God, they may be won over, not by discussion, but by the godly lives of their wives. When they observe the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourself, together with your reverence for your husband, you are to feel for him all that reverence includes to respect, 
vifaa to revere him to honor him to esteem him to appreciate him to prize him and in a human sense to adore him that is to admire him to praise him to be devoted to him to be deeply in love with him and to enjoy your husband let not yours be merely external adorning with elaborate interweaving and nothing of hair don't go around with braids and long hairs and bones and everything only no but let it be an inward adorning and beauty of the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible and unfading charm of a gentle and peaceful spirit wives are supposed to be gentle and peaceful not quarrelsome and nagging not quarrelsome and nagging God designed that wives should be gentle and peaceful. In there lies your power. In there lies your power. Which is not anxious or wrought up, but it's very precious in the sight of God. For it was thus that the pious women of old who hoped in God were accustomed to beautify themselves and were submissive to their own husbands, adapting themselves to them as themselves secondary and dependent upon them it was thus that sarah sarah our mother sarah and pastor sarah our example here obeyed abraham following his guidance and acknowledging his headship sarah acknowledged abraham's headship if you are a daughter of God, if you are a Christian wife, in everything you say, in everything you do, you must do it acknowledging the headship of your husband. Acknowledging his headship over her by calling him Lord. If you are sitting next to your husband, just turn around and say, Lord. See, Barista Zibiri, see what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> now minute this time turn around and look at him eyeball to eyeball say Lord <laughs> and you and you family worship center women are now her true daughters if you do right and let nothing terrify you not giving way to hysterical fears or letting anxiety on you he said, as you do this word of God, don't fear that your husband will take advantage of you. Don't be anxious. Just do my word. Your husband's heart is in my hand. You just do my word. Just do my word. Just do my word. So to submit, like I said, is to bring yourself under, is to honor, is to respect, is to appreciate, is to make yourself secondary. But let me give you one one definition that I was able to put together. Submission, Christian submission for a wife is honoring and affirming your husband's leadership and using your status, your gifts, and all your rights and privileges to help him become an effective leader of the home. Praise the Lord. What else is the woman's work? The woman is an intercessor. She's an intercessor. The woman is an intercessor. We have not been able to know why yet, but there is something about the woman's prayer that God does not joke with. And as a helper, 
their help is times five more powerful because the help is to provoke help for the head. So the wife is an intercessor. The wife is an intercessor. Every wife must learn to kneel down and take their husband to God, including the husband that is a rascal. Just leave him with God. You are not going to gain anything nagging and fighting. Go to God. Apply a higher spiritual law that can take care of him. Not fight. If you fight your head, it's seen as rebellion to authority. But in your, on your knees, on your knees. If you need to get Christian sisters that you trust, that you trust, come together and pray. Intercessor. Intercessor also means going ahead to help some negotiations for him. Because men can finish things in just, sometimes excitement can make them finish the whole month in one second. Then later they say, why, how did I do it? You intercede for your husband. In, in 1 Samuel 25, the Bible talks about Abigail, great intercessor. He was married to one foolish man. His name is Nabal. The guy doesn't think before he acts. <laughs> so he misbehaves. Unfortunately, he misbehaved against David when David was. David said, go and tell them, if I get to that house today, if anything is remaining there, I'm not David. When I finish from there, there will be nothing alive. Abigail heard. Abigail ran intercessor. Ran to them and said, please, don't mind my husband. Now, so they do sometimes. <laughs> please, please. Every wife must be an intercessor for the husband. Praise the Lord. Let's stand as we close. Our time is fast spent. Time is fast spent. Now, these responsibilities and roles, some of them are already determined by God. Eh? But some of them are redefined by culture, eh? by culture, by status, and by competence. Let me come again. We have these roles. There are the ones that are sacrosanct. You can't do anything about them. The head, you can't do anything about it. The man is made the head. But certain responsibilities like daily chores. Who cooks? Hold on, don't rush. Because of time. Who cooks in the house? No. No, hold on. Who cooks? Who takes out the trash? Listen carefully. Hold on now. Don't rush. Don't rush. These things are redefined by culture, by competence, and by status. They have no biblical, and so we can't enforce them. So what do we say? Every family under God must be wise to do the needful. Did you get it? There are some men, they love to cook. And the good news is that any day their wife goes to the kitchen, nothing good comes out. In that kind of family, wisdom under God, there is nothing wrong with the man cooking. The man cooking does not make him not the head. Because the head is sacrosanct. Those ones are not shiftable. Who does the finances? If the wife is a chartered accountant and the man is like me, 
Wisdom means the wife should do the finances. So certain of these things are not written in stones, not cast in stones. There are no hard and fast rule. But because you are God's children, and I read Philippians first, that is why I read it. Let everything be done, not with pride, not with selfishness. Put the other person's interest first. So you look at your own unique family, what will work for you. The problem we've had is that you want to take this family and impose it on this family. No, there are things that are sacrosanct according to God. And there are things that you can move around. You can move around. Time will not allow us to finish this. But may the Lord enlarge this for us. Because our families are turning around for good. If you are a wife, you are a husband, hold your hands as we begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. The rest of us, let's pray in tongues. Singles are praying for themselves too. Singles are praying for themselves too. Our marriages will never be the same again. Our marriages will never, ever be the same again. Our marriages will never, ever be the same again. Elika paranashketu la bangradishkete. Spirit of the living God, move through the aisle. Move on every seat. For the men, give us grace to be who you have called us to be in the marriage. For the women, give them grace for who to become who you have called them to become in the marriage. We want to honor you. We want our marriages 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 to honor you. Elibra dushke tula mangradishkete. Rika paraka tula bangradishkete kete. Le parushka tula bangre kapalashketeshkete. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We can.